Welcome to Unpacking iOS. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and this week I am back to talk about one of my favorite topics, the Safari web browser. It got a lot of new updates recently, so let's start unpacking. I've talked about iOS 13 and iPad OS in previous updates, and I've even touched upon some of the new features that Safari inherited as part of those updates. But in this episode, I want to dive a little deeper and give you, a, let's say, a more nuanced look at some of the things that Apple has added to the default web browser in iOS. I have 11 new things in Safari to share with you today, and some of those are pretty obvious, but Others are kind of hidden in plain sight. So let's dive in and take a look. Number one is the new Safari start page. When you open a new tab or you launch Safari and it has no stored tabs in it already, you see a cleaner, easier to read start page. It has your favorites as well as frequently visited sites. You may also see links from messages websites based on your browsing history, and other recommendations from Siri's artificial intelligence engine. It's not a huge change, and some people may not even notice it has changed, but keep an eye on it from time to time. The next time you open a new tab, you might find something that you've never seen before. Number two is website settings for iPhone and iPad. In iOS 12 and earlier, the button on the left-hand side of the address bar was used for activating the Safari Reader Mode. In iOS 13, that button has been replaced by a new icon. It looks like two capital A's. It's also been expanded to offer a variety of new website settings. And these include Page Zoom. You can zoom in and out of the text on a specific web page to make it more readable for your eyesight. You can also activate the reader view from here. When available, you just tap this option to clean up a web page, minimize distractions, remove the ads, and make it much easier to read. There's also a quick access for the reader view. Instead of tapping the double A button and tapping reader view, you can just press and hold on the double A's to enter or leave reader view. Also in this menu is the ability to hide the toolbar. This gives you a full screen browsing experience. If you want to show the desktop or mobile version of a website and request that as an alternative to the one you got, you do it in here. Tap the double A's and tap request desktop website. You can also turn off ad blockers. So if you're using an ad blocker here, you you can temporarily disable it or re-enable it by tapping turn off or turn on content blockers. And last but not least, you've got an option there called website settings. With this option, you can select viewing preferences for individual websites, as well as give permission for those websites to access your camera, microphone, or your location. Number three is the ability to bookmark multiple tabs at once. You can now bookmark multiple tabs on your iPhone or iPad in one fell swoop. And I think this is particularly good if you're working on a research project or you're doing maybe some shopping or something and you just want to save your current tab setup so that you can come back to it at a later date. 
To bookmark your open tabs on the Safari web browser, press and hold on the bookmarks icon and then select the option that says add bookmarks for five tabs. This opens up a new window that will prompt you to create a folder for the websites that you are saving. Once you name your folder, all the open tabs on your device will be saved for future reference. And if you want to come back to these at a later date, you want to reopen all the tabs that you are working on, you can go into the bookmarks icon again, navigate to the folder that has all your tabs on it, and then what you do is you press and hold on the name of the folder. This will give you the option to open in new tabs, and it opens all the tabs in that bookmarks folder ready for you to work on them again. Number four, sticking with tabs, you can now automatically close tabs on iPhone and iPad. Some people compare their unread email account, while others compare the number of tabs that they have open at one time. Typically, neither is a number to be proud of, so save yourself some future embarrassment by telling Safari to automatically close your tabs for you. If you go into Settings, tap Safari, Tabs, Close Tabs, you can choose the duration that best fits your need. So you can choose to close your tabs automatically after one day, one week, or even one month. Tabs are no problem when they automatically close for you. Now on my iPad, I don't have this turned on because I like to manage my own tabs there, but on my iPhone, I am all in on automatically closing tabs because I have a bad habit of not closing any tabs at all. Number five is the ability to sort Safari tabs by title or website. On an iPad, you can now sort the open tabs in your browser by pressing and holding on one of the tabs. Here you get an option to arrange tabs by title or arrange tabs by website. Now you can do the same with an iPhone, but it's a little bit more convoluted. You need to tap the tabs button, then rotate your iPhone into landscape orientation, and then you'll get the option to press and hold on a tab to find the option to sort your tabs. So again, this could be something you do in conjunction with bookmarking all your tabs. Maybe before you bookmark all your tabs at once, you want to sort them all by title or by the website and bring a little bit more order to the tabs that you're working with. Number six is also a tab tip. It lets you go to the website in an open tab. Because like I said, sometimes you have so many tabs open on your device that you forget the one you want is already open. And for times like this, Safari will now alert you that that tab is available to you. So to try it out, search for a website that you already have open by using the address bar at the top of your screen. And among the results you get the auto-populate at the top here is the ability to switch to the tab that is already open. All you do is tap that and it will save you from opening yet another tab. Number seven, we got the new share sheet in iOS 13. The revised sharing menu in iOS 13 and an iPad OS is not specific to Safari, but it does have some additional features here that are worthy of mention. When you tap the share arrow, you'll see an options button at the top of the share sheet. It's pretty small in blue letters, so look carefully and you'll find it. If you tap in here, 
you can choose the format that you want to use when you share a website with somebody else. Now, by default, it says automatic. If you leave it as this, Safari will choose the best format based on the app that you're sharing it to. However, you also get the option to send it as a PDF. You can send it as a reader view PDF or even as a web archive. So the next time you go to share something from Safari, have a think about how you would like to share that. What was the best format for the person who is receiving this gift that you are sending them? Number eight, desktop browsing on the iPad. And yes, I think we already mentioned this one in a previous show, but iPad OS brings desktop browsing to the iPad. So if you've ever been frustrated by the mobile version of Google Docs or YouTube or Reddit on your iPad, fret no more. When the iPad browses the web, it masquerades as Safari for Mac. So when it makes a website request, it's being served up the same version of a website that you would get on a Mac or a Windows laptop. And for me, this is a big step forward for Apple's tablet, and it's surely going to make it easier for those people who are thinking about replacing a laptop with an iPad. Because you can access all the things online that you can access on a Mac or a Windows computer. Number nine is the Safari Download Manager. Another much sought after feature on iOS has been the ability to download files natively from the web. In the past, this was pretty difficult because Apple did not give you access to the file system on an iPhone or an iPad. And if you wanted to download something like a video, you would tap the download link and all it would do is play in the browser. However, the addition of a download manager in Safari means that you can now download pictures, videos, music, and basically whatever you want from the web quickly and easily. It works on iPhone and on iPad. And when you tap a download link on a website, a dialog box will pop up asking you to confirm that you want to download the file. After you click OK, you can track the progress of the download in the Downloads button that appears to the right of the address bar. Now, by default, the data is saved to a Downloads folder in the Files app. But if you want to change that, you can jump into Settings, tap Safari, tap Downloads, and choose a different location for where you want those downloads saved. Number 10 is quick scroll on websites. For a while now, we've had the ability to jump back to the start of a long website by tapping on the top middle of your iOS screen. However, Apple has introduced an additional quick scroll option that works for scrolling up or down on a web page. And all you do is tap and hold on the scroll bar that appears on the right hand side of your screen. When you do that, it will enlarge and get a bit chunkier. And when it does, you can drag your finger up and down the screen to swipe quickly through a website. This is great if you're just scanning very quickly to find a specific thing and you want to get past all the parts that you've already read. Last but not least, number 11, where you can press and hold for link previews in Safari. So if you press and hold on a link on a website, Safari now pops up a thumbnail image of the website that it links to. This is similar to the peek and pop that you used to get on 3D touch phones, except it works on all iOS devices now. So these are called link previews. 
And they can be a useful option for getting a sneak peek at where a website is linking to without having to tap the link and navigate away from the page that you're looking at. Sometimes these blind links take you places that you probably don't want to go. So this gives you the chance to check and see that it is actually going where you think it's going. If you don't like the link previews for whatever reason, I mean, they do take up a large amount of your screen, especially on a phone, then you can press and hold on a link and then tap hide link previews. So that's about it for this episode. Show notes as well as the blog post with all these links can be found at unpackingios.com. I'm working on an update to a Safari ebook and maybe we'll talk about that in a future date. But until then, I will see you on the next episode.